0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Petite de Queen's Practical Wisdoms in Sales podcast. I'm Amanda, your host of today's show, and I'm here with our co-founders, Lynn and Tina. Today, we'll be discussing worthy intent, what it is, and how it builds stronger relationships in sales. What is worthy intent in professional sales? Tina, how would you describe it?
1: Thanks Amanda. So I think Lynn will have a very good way of, of describing this um, as she uses the term relational capital. And I think that she'll, I don't want to steal her thunder on this, on this topic of <laughs> relational capital, but worthy um, the intent to me, it's, it's, it's just, it, it comes down to simply good customer service and building goodwill, right? Getting to know your customer professionally, personally, getting to understand what motivates them, what challenges that they have, taking you out of the equation, you the salesperson out of the equation long enough to be able to focus in and listen and create that relationship. You're creating a long-term relationship and it's really not about you and your company as much as it's about how you can help that client of yours to succeed in whatever whatever they're they're looking to achieve, and you can you achieve this in a number of different ways, but you have to show make every interaction with them count. Every interaction that you have with with a, with a client, uh, and and prove to be valuable to them. Um, you want to become that go to person because you have good things to say. You have good uh, input for them. Um, and and we all know the difference between a good customer service when you go to a restaurant right somebody comes by and they say "Yo, would you like a refill on your on your tea and how is your meal but somebody that comes up and above and, and just and, and really brightens your day you know that's something that that's somebody that, that that is going above and beyond and that's what worthy intent is to me is is really being out there building that goodwill and making the customer the um and, and your client number one. Lynn, you may take <laughs> it away here on your relational capital.
2: Oh well yeah I mean that really is where the intent in professional sales is is about building relational capital with your prospects and your clients. And when I talk about relational capital, it's the practice of making deeper connection with the individuals you work with. I mean that's what we've just been talking about and you accomplish this by shifting your focus to the individual their interests, their goals, and their passions. And uh, worthy intent requires genuine curiosity about others and what is important to them. And it's the process of encouraging your client to share and express themselves. And in the process, in this process, you're building trust, integrity, and credibility with your customer. You're making a real connection yeah uh, intent is a cornerstone of the relational sales method um, so that's why I think it's it's so important and 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 exactly you know how it how it really sits with professional sales I mean Tina I mean what are your thoughts I mean on anything I said you know <laughs> <laughs> Anything you want to add? Oh, no, I, no. I think I, I think that we've we've said it. We
1: need to to establish credibility and and build goodwill and and take the. So many times, when you you listen to to some salespeople, it's it's all about them and it's all about their company and they're not taking the time to really get to know who that person is on the other side of the phone, or on the other side of the desk, and it's difficult to build. Good, strong, long-term relationships when you're not asking asking the right questions, right? You have to you have to have a dialogue, a conversation, and and stop selling and listen and see what value you bring and uh, what what value you can bring.
2: Well, and and it's deeper than that, of course, because it really is about connecting with them on a personal level. I mean, that's what worthy intent is about—that you value and care about them. you're genuinely curious about them as individuals.
1: Agreed. Um, But there is a line between because business is business, friendship is friendship. So yes, you do want to get to know them on a personal, but a personal professional basis.
2: Sure. So, but that also does include learning what, you know, really does interest them outside of work, you know, and what their passions are, you know. Um, So it's, but agreed it's, it's, there is a, a you know, a fine line where you, it becomes intrusive and, and that's not what you're, that's not what you're trying to do. You're just really wanting right. to learn what, what, um, what turns their crank.
1: So what, what really matters to them. Right.
0: How do you create an atmosphere of worthy intent during your sales interactions? Lynn, you were on a roll there. Why don't you take it away?
2: Well, um, Like any sales interaction, you are asking questions and follow-up questions. That's what Tina was just saying. You have to ask the right questions. And I think the difference here is the type of questions that you're going to be asking, you know, to to create this atmosphere of worthy intent. They are relationship-building questions that inspire your client to share their thoughts and emotional triggers. Um, The questions, obviously, must be open-ended. And as I just said, they can't be invasive, um, nor can they be too personal. And uh, one thing you can do is incorporate day-to-day associations along with your research on the individual. And uh, so here's some examples that I would have. So let's say it's a beautiful day outside. And you can say, you know, it's a beautiful day. Um, If you were not at work, where would you like to be and what would you be doing? You know, so that's right there. You're going to find out something more about them, something personal about them. Uh, Another one, I noticed on your LinkedIn profile that you are a Six Sigma black belt. How does that support your goals over the next three years? So once again, you know, you're incorporating something that you picked up on the research when you looked at their LinkedIn profile, and you're also tying it back into work, but you're learning more about who they are and what their vision is or where they see themselves. You're getting them to share, you know, uh, about themselves. And then a third example I would have is, um, you know, what are your favorite activities outside the office? Um, You can also say, what are your favorite hobbies outside of the office? And so that's another way that you can connect with them on a personal level and find some common ground and some things you both enjoy um so those are examples that I have concrete examples of how you create that worthy intent when you're um talking with your with your client um tina what what are your thoughts on creating this atmosphere
1: yeah i think it's it's a, a cautionary tale really when we're when we're creating these conversations and then and and the dialogues there's a two-way street and and certainly some people are more open than others and you want to be as authentic and as genuine as possible um or or it's just it's not going to work um and no matter how many probing questions we might have um if 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 that If there isn't a genuine curiosity and a and a natural dialogue that takes place, it's going to take longer to create this um, this relationship. Um, And an intention really is a is an aim or a plan, right? It's it's a way to it's a process, and it's a long term process. And so I, I. worthy intent it, it's it's meant for the long term not I don't think it's a, a short term oh, no. process yeah. at all right no um, and and I also think that that the other way to, to create an atmosphere of this is to bring valid information with you to share um, on the competition or in information that you've learned about their, their, the company to, to get a feeling because as you start about the company, maybe you find out a little more about the people on the team and, and what the hierarchies are. All of these start building in your mind how you're going to ultimately uh, be successful within this organization, um, starting with your client. And your client is, and you mentioned the cornerstone Lynn, in the, the previous question, uh, but this client—if if in fact this is the first person you're talking with in within this organization—this um, is your key. It's the key to the kingdom, and um, you want to be—you want to nurture that as best you can. Uh, and uh, again, that legitimacy, the the authenticity of a conversation, um, is is key. It, it, you really need to have
2: that. No, absolutely. I mean, this is not something that you can um, just ask these questions and then and where you don't care about it, you don't care what the answers are. Um, this is something that you have to embrace.
1: Yeah, and, and it has it has to come from 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 your your heart. Yeah, uh, and, okay. yeah. And clients and clients, gosh, they see right through this. Yeah, if uh, they 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 absolutely see right through it if if uh, if you're not being genu- genuine. Absolutely. Well, you've both made some great points on this.
0: How will consistently and sincerely demonstrating worthy intent benefit your sales performance? Lynn, what would you say?
2: You know, we've just been talking about this is long-term, but you're building your foundations uh, for your relationship and that relational capital. Um, And it's, it's absolutely critical because you're establishing your integrity your credibility, and your authenticity um, through your worthy intent. And so it's a bridge. It's a bridge, your relational GPS for trust. And trust is a powerful motivator for decision makers. We all want to work with people we trust. Uh, We want to surround ourselves with people we trust and that worthy intent That you demonstrate sets you apart from your competitors because you're showing your sincere and genuine interest in your client as an individual. You know, they matter. Um, They are a complete person. They are not someone with a sales target on their back. All right, I mean this this is so important Um, and you move to the forefront for consideration as the trusted partner. Um, who is called on to weigh in on objectives and challenges? and i believe strongly believe that opportunities are presented to those who've established this strong relational capital. um Tina, what are your thoughts on on why this will benefit your sales performance
1: well it it establishes integrity, it establishes um, credibility and Ultimately what we hope is loyalty. I mean at the end of the day with the amount of time uh, that and and uh, Conversation and dialogue and all of the back and forth that, that takes place in the interactions That are hopefully moving a process forward that loyalty that develops uh, between yourself be, between a professional sales person and their client will Will be long term. That client may go to another to another company, and you know they're going to bring you along with them. They may get promoted up the at the chain. They're going to bring you with them because you bring value. You are part of the team. Uh, it's a it it's not for everyone. I have to say that that, that I I don't know that that everyone can allow themselves the time to develop the type of relationship that we're we're talking about here. But everyone can approach a new prospect or a new client with the intention of bringing good information and getting to know them.
2: absolutely. And I I think that regardless of what role of sales you have, there is always some element of small talk. And this actually becomes much more powerful small talk. Because Mm -hmm. this is, you know, even if you see this person once a month, and they're placing orders, you know, and you're taking their orders and and managing them as they work through your system, you're their point of contact. Um, You have that moment to, to, slowly but surely build this relation, relational capital. And over time, you've set yourself apart from the other people they may be calling and placing orders and they, something comes up and they're going to go, well, I'd much rather call and talk to Tina about this mm-hmm. and place my order with her. I mean, I can order it from X, Y, or Z, but mm-hmm. I've developed this relationship, the loyalty with Tina. Mm-hmm. So Regardless of what area of sales you're in or what your job is, um, short of being in some kind of hard sales position, <laughs> which um, this is the polar opposite of, um, mm-hmm. I think this has real validity in significantly impacting in a very positive way uh, your sales performance.
1: Building goodwill and better friendships,
2: You right? Betcha. You betcha. Okay.
0: We have one last question, and it comes from Maureen in Waukesha, Wisconsin. Maureen asks, I'm concerned that focusing on making a personal connection with my clients will shift our relationship too far and will limit my ability to close sales. What is your experience with this scenario? Thank you for your question, Maureen. Tina, what advice can you share on this?
1: Yeah, Maureen, there, there can be a very fine line. And I think I mentioned it earlier in this, uh, in this podcast, business is business and friendship is friendship. And we always want keep that, to keep that in mind. Um, and it's our responsibility from a sales standpoint, in my opinion, it is our responsibility to keep that client top of mind and how our interactions are going to uh, impact that client. So by and I'm not sure how personal you're you're speaking about here with uh, with connections. Um, I was in a previous industry that did a lot of entertaining and um, I don't I don't necessarily believe that that's the best way to get to a to a client or to keep clients. But in that particular industry, there was some um, a lot of entertaining that was uh, that was necessary. Um, But at the end of the day, all of that should be translating somewhere along the line. It's a give and take. And there's a certain respect that we show our clients and that the clients in return owe us the same. If we're providing them respect, they should be respecting us back and not using us for the tickets to a concert and then giving the business to somebody else. I think that there's a, and, and that's a conversation and that's part of this long term relationship, this this give and take that you always must maintain a level of professionalism um, and, and not that you're just there to throw out an expense account and go out for expensive dinners or, or expensive concerts. And gee, aren't we having a great time together? Uh, there, there, you have must keep that, that level of professionalism and, and the, the talk of business. Uh, Lynn, how, how about you?
2: Well, absolutely. I, I, I would say, Marine, worthy intent. It, it is not about shifting your client relationships away from the professional arena. Uh, rather, it enables you to become a trusted partner and a go-to resource for your customers. And you know, I truly believe that demonstrating worthy intent makes it easier to close sales, and it's more effective to soft close the sale. Uh, and you know, good point to Tina's yeah. point here. If you find yourself drifting too far over into oversharing, you know, yourself, it, it's one thing if your client overshares, but even there, you want to limit their oversharing as gently as possible, pivot the conversation back to a, to a more professional tone, because, you know, it, it depends on how things go. Uh You can find clients, you know, almost like a hairdresser or a bartender, where they're telling you all kinds of things about their life. Um, you, you don't, you, it's not tit for tat. You're not going to overshare your life, okay? Um, if, you, if that's part of how the relationship develops um, on their side, you know, that's okay. But you really need to watch that and, and really manage that because it is a professional relationship. Um, and you, I, I, Tina says this a lot, um, maintain your person, your, your personal wall of professionalism, you know, uh, through active listening. Um, and if you're sincere and genuine and you're worthy intent, you will find it, the relational capital you've developed with that individual makes it much easier to close the sale.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah. Thank you,
0: Lynn and Tina, for your wonderful suggestions. I hope they will help Maureen and others looking to strike the right balance in their sales connections. We want to thank all of our members and guests who joined us for today's podcast. Next week will be another terrific dialogue Appetit de to Queen. If you have a question or would like to suggest topics for discussion, please email us at jointheconversation at